Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. We hear that phrase, and we can only marvel at the kind of power and personal magnetism that the Son of God would have displayed. That he could say these words, and four men would leave their fishing business and follow after him. These were fishermen, practical, hardworking types, not the kind of men who would be prone to flights of fancy. Yet in each case, Jesus invites them, they drop everything they're doing, and they go and follow him. But beyond that, there is an even greater paradox in Jesus' choice of fishermen to be his first disciples. Because remember that the kind of fishing that people did on the Sea of Galilee was not like charter fishing. It wasn't using lines and reels to haul in individual fish. Rather, they dragged large nets behind or between boats to scoop up as many fish as possible. Carp, sardines, and tilapia, all of which are fairly small, would have been the most common species at the time. It was a quantity-oriented rather than a quality-oriented kind of business. Yet, if we look at the work of evangelization that the disciples were formed to do as fishers of men, it is exactly the opposite. Converting people to the gospel and caring for souls is a very personalized kind of business because no two people are exactly alike. You can't just cast a wide net and hope to catch a lot of people. Rather, each soul has to be drawn to Christ through a very personal and very painstaking process. One of the things I always enjoy hearing is parents talk about who their children are. When I say that, I don't mean in the superficial kind of way that some parents will brag about their kid's latest report card or the trophy that they just won. Rather, I mean in the way that a parent knows all of the little ins and outs of their child's personality, what motivates them, what fascinates them, what scares them, what they are capable of understanding or not understanding. All of those little things that make their child who he or she is for good or for ill. Especially when they have more than one child and each one is a little or sometimes a lot different. It's one of the joys and at times frustrations of family life, these differences between brothers and sisters. Parents need this kind of insight in order to be good parents, because raising that child to becoming a happy, healthy, and hopefully faithful adult requires a fine-tuned approach. What works for one child in terms of learning or discipline or fun won't necessarily work for the other. But I think that there are a few qualities that Peter, Andrew, James and John would have learned from fishing that would have served them well as fishers of men. First, fishing requires a lot of preparation because when you are trying to haul in a large net of fish, if something goes wrong with your net and it breaks, you could easily lose the whole catch that you spent all day or all night casting after. It says that James and John were mending their nets when Jesus called them. In that time, fishermen probably would have spent as much time mending their nets as they would have spent out on the water actually fishing. Second, fishing requires patience. You can't force the fish into your net. 
You can't chase after them. You have to just take your time moving about the water, casting your net in different places, and seeing what happens. As it says in other parts of the Gospels, sometimes the fishermen were out on the Sea of Galilee all night. Third, fishing requires a certain amount of intuition. Fishermen just get a feel for the body of water that they fish on. They get a sense of the way the fish move about, depending on the wind and the tide, the sun and the clouds and the temperature, and many, many other things. And they learn to rely on that intuition to determine the best place to go. It's as much art as science. So I've talked about four things. Personalization, preparation, patience, and intuition. Three of those four things the disciples would have learned from fishing itself. The fourth, personalization, would have required some tutoring from Jesus, whose ministry, I might add, was notable for the ways in which it was personalized. His approach to the person that he was dealing with was always very specific. Every encounter with Jesus was a personal encounter. He spoke to each one that he ministered to from a deep understanding of exactly who they were. Think of Matthew the tax collector or the woman at the well. The disciples would have learned this from Jesus up close. As Christians, all of us should want to share our faith with others. Many of us probably even have a particular person, whether a friend or a family member, who we would especially like to have embrace the faith. St. Monica devotions are very popular for a good reason. Yet to draw someone to the faith or back to the faith, as the case may be, requires that we master each of those four aspects, personalization, preparation, patience, and intuition. First, we have to have a personalized approach. People will often ask me what they can say to their son or to their sister or to their father or to their spouse or to their neighbor to inspire them to touch, to come into the Catholic faith. In most cases, I don't even know the person that they're referring to, or at least I don't know them very well. And I have to tell them that unfortunately, Priests don't know surefire conversion techniques that it can apply to everyone. It's the person who knows someone best who's going to have the best chance of converting them. Second, we have to prepare ourselves both spiritually and intellectually to share our faith with another person. When you start to evangelize someone, as Forrest Gump would say, you never know what you're going to get. It might be challenging questions. It could be anger. It might be their fears and disappointments. It could be the outpouring of some emotional hurt or spiritual wound that they've been nurturing for many years. Third, it requires patience. Hasty conversions are rare. Generally, a person is converted to the faith or to a deeper practice of the faith only very slowly. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's going to happen on God's timetable, not our own. Finally, it requires intuition. When to push, when to back off, when to challenge, when to comfort, when to speak, and when to keep silent. The human mind and the human heart are deep mysteries, and we have to respect that. Sharing our faith is not easy work. That's another thing that Jesus' choice of fishermen would have shown. They knew how to work hard 
because their livelihood depended on it. They couldn't miss even one opportunity to catch fish because they never knew when another one would come along. And if they didn't catch, they didn't eat. They were paid by the fish, not by the hour. So personalization, preparation, patience, and intuition. These are the same things that we need in order to become fishers of men. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.